What's going on, people? It's your boy, Kalechi, back with another episode of the Ramblin' Mind Podcast. How are each and every single one of y'all doing today? I hope y'all are staying safe. I hope y'all are staying clean and kept and all the things we know we ought to be doing during these times. I don't know why I got confused. I was trying to say, I hope y'all are doing all the things you know to take care of yourselves. Wearing your mask, washing your hands, staying away from people because coronavirus is still a real thing out in these streets, my friends. Please stay safe out there. Please stay safe. Please take care of yourselves. Take care of your family. Watch out for those around you. Maybe don't go partying just yet. But then again, who am I to tell anybody what to do? Because everybody's just like, I'm tired of being home. I'm tired of staying at home just by myself. I need to go out and, you know, do stuff. I'm tired of being locked up. But, you know, we thank God that cases are coming down, which is great. The vaccine is being distributed. A lot of people are getting the vaccine. And the vaccine is actually very effective. So, that is all great news. But anyway, today, as you guys know, is Tuesday. I don't know why I have to tell you what day it is. Or maybe you're not listening to this on Tuesday and you're listening to this another day. But regardless, every Tuesday we like to talk about personal finance and investing. And on Thursdays we like to talk about the business news. And we love to talk all things money on this podcast. Sometimes we stray away from the topic because as the title of the podcast says, it's the Rambling Mind Podcast, baby. You know, your boy is just all over the place sometimes. But anyway, in this episode, we're going to talk about how to invest. And I'm going to take you through step by step exactly how to invest in the stock market. Exactly what you need to do to get started investing. I've gotten this question a lot. And although I can give snippets here and there, I just wanted to finally make one episode that is like, hey, if you want to know how to invest step by step, just go watch this episode or go listen to this episode. And I literally will tell you every single thing you need to do in other to start investing. However, there's some other things that you need to take care of before you even think about investing. But we'll get to that in a second. This episode is literally going to get you from having no idea what to do. But then how to open the account that you'll be using to invest and then also what to invest in for a lot of people who are just starting out. I also have ideas of things that you should be investing. If you have no idea what you're doing, you don't even know what to look for. There is one thing that every single person and I'm pretty sure if people have listened to me before, they know exactly what that thing will be. B. But anyway, let's get started with this. Like I said earlier, before you even think about investing, there are certain things that you need to take care of, first of all, and that is your personal finance. You need to handle your personal finance. Before you even think about investing money in the stock market, you have to take care of your debt. You have to start having an emergency fund. You have to know how you're managing your money, how you're monitoring your money, how you're working with your finances. Because as important as it is to invest, because I'm always going to talk about invest, 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 because that's how you buy your time back. That's how you buy your freedom back, at least when it comes to working every single day and all that stuff. You invest so that you can do that. However, on the other side, it's more important for you to handle your finances. Because like I tell people, if you are worth $1 million, but you're spending $1 million every single year, you're broke. Because you don't have money left over to invest. I said worth. I mean, if you make $1 million and you're spending $1 million, you have nothing left to invest. And so therefore, you you have nothing to show for it. You're broke. However, if you only make $50,000 a year and you're able to save $10,000 every single year, you're rich. You're rich. So 
it's very important that we handle these things and there's three steps that every single person whenever you want to start thinking about your money whenever you want to start uh thinking about your finances the first step is put a thousand dollars into some kind of savings account like immediately if you can if you can just start with five hundred dollars then increase that to one thousand dollars so that every time you have some kind of emergency because like i said in the last episode or two episodes again murphy sucks murphy is a dick and he shows up at the worst times he doesn't like showing up when you're prepared and when you're ready and when you're like yeah i'm ready for you murphy no 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 no. that's not when he's going to show up when murphy is going to show up is when you already have no money in your bank account and then all of a sudden you have a flat tire then the ac in your house goes out then the fridge in your house goes out then the water heater goes out maybe and if you're renting it's basically your car you have issues with your car or you know that kind of stuff where random things just start happening out of nowhere and you're already at the last point at the final point where you're like yo i don't i don't know what to do like this is too much so that's why we need to start with at least having a thousand dollars saved in some account in some savings account i recommend opening an account like ally ally bank i really like them not sponsored unfortunately i also like other accounts like um what's that one called one finance that i just found it's pretty good uh markets by goldman sachs is another good one um I don't know. There's a bunch of good savings accounts out there. If you have a T-Mobile account, you can open a T-Mobile account. They give a 4% interest rate, but only if you have a T-Mobile uh, phone and all that good stuff. And even then, there's some other things you have to meet. But basically, just open an account where you can save money, where you can put money away and not have to worry about it. So it's somewhere just sitting in case any kind of thing happens, in case any kind of situation happens to you, you have the money to handle that situation. I also advise maybe open a money market account with Ally. You're basically getting the same interest rate as as if you're opening an online savings account. And so I'll say open a money market account with Ally so you can get the card, but do not carry the card, whichever account you open up. Do not carry the card with you, is my advice. Do not put it on your PayPal. Do not put it on your Apple Pay. Do not put it on your Google Pay. Do not put it on any of your, on your Cash App, on your Venmo. Don't put it on anything. Don't use it to pay bills. Don't put it on anything because this is for savings alone. This is for emergencies alone. I would, for me personally, I don't like carrying the card with me. But then sometimes if it's in a situation where you're not home, it's good to carry it with you but don't use it like let it be like so forgotten you put it in the back of 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 of your wallet and you never remember that it's there so that way it just sits there until you absolutely have to do it so that's the first thing you need to do is have an emergency fund that's a thousand dollars at least and then step two is if you still have debt if you still have debt please get rid of that thing as quickly as you can please 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 get rid of that thing because especially when it comes to consumer debt that's things like credit cards that's things like auto loans that's things like furniture loans that's things like personal loans that's anything that is a consumerism debt in other words you got this debt because you bought an item not because it was like your student loans or home loan or anything like that but all these other things that you just use your money to buy because you could afford you couldn't afford it and so you put it on a car or on a card or you put it on layaway or any of these things please get rid of that thing as quickly as you can the main reason for this is twofold one even if we're investing in the stock market typically the return that we've gotten from the stock market year over year has been about 10 percent but average credit card is about 
is about what 20% the average credit card interest rate so look you can't make that up in the stock market you will never make that up and then on the other side you may be like oh well my interest on my car is only 4% but it is a depreciating asset in other words it's a liability on you plus if you don't pay it off just think about this if you don't pay your car off and something happens to that car guess what you're not going to get the value that you paid for that car you're going to get the value of what they deem that car to be right now in other words it's going to end up costing you more money so pay off your car get out of those debts please because it is costing you so much money it is hindering you from being able to make the progress that you want to make for yourself okay now that you have those two things settled the third thing that i'm gonna need you to do is after you've paid off your debt and after you had a thousand thousand dollar emergency fund the next step is to have three to six months of an emergency fund now this is not to say that you can't do this as you're also saving or invested also while you're paying off debt you can also be investing just know like small amounts it doesn't have like your main focus is going to be the investing but time is very important when it comes to investing so even if it's like ten dollars or twenty dollars or fifty dollars that you can afford to be doing on a monthly basis while you're paying off your debt and everything else do that but after you finish paying off your debt then you have a three to six month emergency fund account the reason for this is again murphy is a dick when you're making progress and you're pushing forward and everything seems to be going well that's when somebody might show up at your job and be like yo by the way we're gonna have to let you go or some medical issue shows up or something like that like you know life is just life is not fair like but like we say life is not fair but god is faithful life is tragic but god is faithful but anyway for all my christian people out there that's one thing that we can hold on to life is tragic but god is faithful but anyway the fact is we have to do what we can do on our own to ensure that we are taking care of things in front of us to ensure that we are taking care of the things that we need to be taken care of but anyway so after you do these three things step one saving at least a thousand dollars in some account that you don't see step two paying off all your debt all your consumer debt to be to be particular step three saving three to six months of an emergency fund and then now we can get to the fun part now we can get to the part where we talk about our money working for us while we sleep now we can talk to get to the point about financial freedom about financial literacy and how we get our money to work for us in other words we're no longer working for our money now we can put our money to work i heard somebody comment this on one of my tiktok videos they said uh when you make more money your money should be making more money for you it's like this everlasting cycle where as you save more money your money is making more money for you than you even can fathom it's it's crazy like you eventually get to a point where you're making more money than your money is making for you which leads me to another point one thing you will find out very quickly when you're going down this journey is that as much as we can reduce our expenses when we go through our budgets and manage our budgets and cut out all the excess in our budget that doesn't mean you cut out everything there's still some things that you leave in there because you enjoy to do these things but there are some things that you will have to cut out because they're just not necessary and they're holding you back however you get to the point where like i like to say you can only cut out so many expenses before you start to bleed and then that's when you start focusing on your income side and you will learn very quickly that if you want to invest more money you're gonna have to find new ways of making more money so for some people that's gonna look very different for me that looked like me going out and being a soccer referee if not for freaking covid but either way i'm not gonna hold it against covid you know it is what it is 
I went, I became a soccer referee when I had some free time. That can look different for you. Some people open a YouTube channel and try to make that become a side business. Some people take the skills that they learned at work to be able to use it in other contexts. You know, maybe you're a web designer at work. You can go on the open market and when you have free time during the weekends to use that to build web, uh, web pages for people. I know my little brother does that for people because he's a genius when it comes to coding. And so he does that on the side for people. He tries to do all of those little coding, coding projects on the side to help people out. So you can take the skills that you have while you're at work or the skills that you've developed away from work. Maybe it's public speaking. So you start a podcast and then you get sponsored and all that good stuff. Maybe that happens. Maybe it doesn't. It does take a really long time for any of these things to pan out when it comes to creative work on the internet. But there are other things you can do. You can go around if you're an accountant, maybe do taxes for your friends, do taxes for people around you. Be that kind of service to those around you. That's some of the things that you can do on the side to bring in some income. Or maybe you just do basic things. Babysitting for people, house sitting for people, dog watching for people. Especially right now when the economy opens back up, there's going to be a lot more people that are leaving their homes and they've just got uh, pets all over the place. So you might be able to dog sit, dog walk, all that kind of stuff for a lot of people is a way to bring in some extra bread in your pocket so you can quickly pay off debt so you can also invest more money in the stock market. I'm not saying that you sacrifice every single thing in your life, but I am saying that there will be some sacrifices that will be needed to be made in order for you to get to the point that you want to be in. But anyway, enough of my soapbox when it comes to personal finance. This was supposed to be all about investing because your boy is excited to teach you all about the investing world. But anyway, the first step when it comes to investing is you're going to have to select a brokerage platform to be able to invest in. There are many, many different brokerages platforms, but I'm going to advise everybody that for your first investment account, it should be in something called an IRA, an individual retirement account, an individual retirement account. The reason that I say to open an individual retirement account, particularly a Roth individual retirement account, unless you are close to retiring and you're like, I'm not going to be in a different tax bracket than I am right now. Open a Roth IRA and start putting money into that account because this is a tax-free account. This is how you actually avoid taxes because not only is the money that is getting put into this account going to grow tax-free, also every year on your tax refund, you can deduct your taxes. In other words, you can reduce the amount of taxes that you're paying because you're investing into a Roth IRA account and so you can get some more money back from the government whenever they take money out. So that's something that you should be trying to do every single year is invest money in an IRA account. Now you can go to different platforms to do it. You can open one with my preferred is Fidelity just because I've been with them since 2000 and 2015 because of a co-op opportunity that I have. You don't know what a co-op is. A co-op is where you work for a company full time while you're still in school. It's kind of like an internship, but a lot more in depth. But anyway, so I started with Fidelity and I've stayed with Fidelity. They've been very good to me. Every time I called them up, they always answer me. You can also go with Vanguard. Vanguard is literally the industry standard because of how low their fees are. And then you can also go with something like Charles Schwab, which is the other top rated one. All three of these have great, great great wonderful customer service of course you can also go with other platforms like m1 finance which i also love m1 finance but i just don't do my roth ira with them i do my brokerage my non-tax my actual taxable account with them so just my regular brokerage trading account 
I do it with M1 Finance. So there's a bunch that you can select, but the main thing that I'm gonna make you pay attention to is customer service and security. Customer service and security. The great thing about Fidelity, Vanguard, and Charles Schwab is if you have any questions, any point in time, whenever you want, you can pick up the phone, dial a number, and they will walk you through every single step of the way. So that's why I advise most people to open either a Fidelity account or, an, or a Charles Schwab account or a Vanguard account. I open a Vanguard for my parents. I have a Fidelity account. My little brother uses Charles Schwab. They're all basically the same thing, if you know what you're doing in them. Vanguard is the easiest just because their fees are super low. So every single thing that they offer to you is cheaper than when you compare it to like the uh, the fidelities of the world or the Charles Schwab's of the world. Now, the second thing that you have to determine for yourself is how much do I need to be investing or how much, what is the goal? Like one of the things that I love to say is you first of all have to know some kind of goal for yourself. You first of all have to set some kind of destination that you want to reach for because if you don't have any destination, then you're just kind of going all over the place. You're just kind of like, oh, maybe I'll go this way or maybe I'll go this way. It's like you just be lost, right? You just have no idea where you're going. You're just going to get lost i mean sometimes it's good to just drive around and just to see the scenery but that's not what we're trying to do with this retirement account we want to set ourselves a goal and the easy way to know what goal you need to set for yourself is there's something called the rule the four percent rule and the four percent rule states that if you withdraw four percent of your portfolio you will never run out of money if you have every year you withdraw just four percent of your portfolio you will never run out of money it's very it's very much like a shorthanded rule it's not good for every single situation but it gives you some kind of guidance to get you started off on your journey to start planning for the day when you don't have to work anymore to start planning for the time when you can completely buy your freedom back from your work or from any of the other things where you can do whatever it is that you want to do whenever you want to do it so the way that you calculate with the four percent rule is basically figure out how much your annual expenses will be so figure out how much you will need to spend every single year moving forward so how much is it going to be to spend uh it, let's say for example you spend twenty five thousand dollars every single year like twenty five thousand dollars is your uh, allotted amount that you're gonna spend every single year because you just don't eat or sleep or do anything because you, you just live very very comfortable lifetime figure out that is and then you multiply that twenty five thousand we're going to do it on the computer by 25 because that's basically the opposite of 4%. So you multiply that by 25. So if you retired, you only need $625,000 invested in the stock market, which you get in a 4% dividend off of that money. And you will never need any more money. Typically in the United States, the average cost of living is about $40,000 which if you multiply that by 25 is $1 million. So you need about $1 million on average to be able to live off of the dividend payments and never have to worry about paying anything or worry about your money ever running down. Running down. So just figure that out for yourself. How much do I spend every single year? And that's like the base minimum expenses. That's not basically like I want to buy a new house. I want to buy a new car. All that kind of stuff is extras. So also kind of factor that in to get to some kind of estimate. So maybe right now you only spend, you're single and you only spend about, maybe you only spend about $40,000 a year. Maybe factor in, I plan to get married at this point in time. I'm going to have a house. I'm going to want to send my kids to college. So maybe I should double that amount. So maybe I'm going to need to be around the $80,000 mark every single year. And if you multiply that at 25, then I'm going to need to 
need to invest two million dollars or have two million dollars invested and get in an, an annual return of about four percent or rather get in a dividend payment of about four percent so that i never have to run out of money there's a bunch of calculators on the internet to tell you how much now that you know actually now that you know how much money that you need to be saving two words what you can do is if you go on the internet and you just say investment calculator and you just go on the internet there's one that i really like from i think it's investing.gov yeah here we go on investor.gov they have a compound interest calculator and you can figure out it gives you the opportunity to start with a savings goal and then you can actually figure out how much you need to be depositing every month and how long you need it for so let's say we our savings goal is two million dollars right and we our initial investment we don't have anything right now we have zero dollars in our name and we have 40 years to be able to grow to have that two million dollars invested and we're estimating that our interest rate will be about eight percent after we take out inflation you know inflation is about two percent every year and we said that the stock market goes up about ten percent every single year so eight percent is our inflation we'll have to save six hundred and forty three dollars every month to be able to get to two million dollars in 40 years and then you can play around with it. you can be like okay i want to do it in 20 years how much do i need to be saving right now if i don't have anything saved then you need to save three thousand six hundred and forty two dollars and three cents to be able to get to that goal in 20 years so it gives you an estimate to be like okay this is how much i need to be saving this is how much i can expect to have in returns okay how can i mitigate my lifestyle to ensure that i get to that destination right you start making plans because sometimes a lot of times when it comes to things like retirement that is so far in the future it's hard to think it through but this gives us something concrete that we can hold on to to actually think through the way that we have to go in other to invest and save money for our retirement and get to the point where we can say we are financially free but anyway the last and final thing is after you've opened up your Roth IRA, what I already have a video on this for Fidelity. If you go to my YouTube page and you just search um, how to how to set up a Fidelity account or how to set up a Fidelity automatic investing account, I have that video on in my YouTube channel. I also leave it in the show notes so you can go check that thing out. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can also go check that out on Fidelity as well, and it basically will give you the exactly what you need to do or exactly what you need to do step by step by step but for everybody else who may not be using a fidelity account what you're going to need to invest in within your roth ira is something called a target date index fund because if you're like me and you're extremely lazy and you don't want to spend too much time thinking about this stuff this is literally the easiest the easiest way that you can start investing until your investment life gets a lot more complicated but for right now, for a lot of us that are just starting out, this is literally all we need for real, for real. We don't need that much complications with our investments. We just need something that will just compound over time for us, something we can just passively do without really thinking about it too much, where we can just kind of have our money going into it every single month and being invested on our behalf automatically without us having to think about it. And the beautiful thing about a target date fund is the fact that it has everything in one. This is the beautiful thing about it. It has uh, large cap companies. Actually, it has like the total stock market. It has large cap companies. It has mid cap companies. It has international companies. Then it also has a little bit of bonds exposure in there. So you have everything. And as long as the world economy keeps growing, 
your investments is gonna keep growing as long as people keep spending money in the economy and people people keep living life and our life expectancy doesn't start declining and people keep innovating and all that good stuff you will continue to grow your investment unlike when you're trying to pick single stocks you have to know about the company you have to do all this other research that takes a lot of time and for most people they don't have the time to spend trying to figure out all these detailed stuff so you can go search for different target date fund for example fidelity's target date index fund is called the fidelity freedom index fund It's very important when you are searching for these things it's very important that you look for that index number that index number is very important because otherwise you'll be paying expensive fees and we ain't trying to pay no fees we want this thing to be passive and cheap the two numbers that you're going to look for whenever you're looking at any of these index funds is the gross uh expense ratio and also the turnover rate because the turnover rate shows you how often they're taking stuff in and out of the account and then the gross expense ratio tells you what how much in fees you're going to be paying so typically you want the fee to be below 0.2 percent and you want the turnover ratio to be below 20 percent so the three examples that i have that everybody can go look up depending on which brokerage you open up because these are all brokerage specific if you have a vanguard account you're gonna just look for something called the vanguard target retirement fund like i said before vanguard is actually really good with their pricing really good with their expense ratios really good with not charging you too much money so on vanguard it's just called the vanguard target retirement fund for charles schwab it's called the schwab target index fund so make sure that index word is very important very important so schwab target index fund and then finally for fidelity like i said earlier it's called the fidelity freedom index fund now the important part of it is you see a lot of them you see a bunch of them some of them have the year 2050 on the side some of them will have 2060 2040 2070 all those are the date of your expected retirement and the easiest way for you to calculate that is your date of birth or your birth year plus 65 now that's the that's one way you can do it of course if you want it to be more risky you can add more years in order for it to be more risky if you want less risk in your portfolio then reduce the amount of years because then it will add more bonds into your portfolio but the main thing is you want that that annual you want to figure out what year you plan to retire it's a very simple way to set this up now for each specific account whether it's charles schwab fidelity or vanguard each one has a way for you to set up their automatic payment automatic transfer and automatic investing i can't go through all of them because i don't use them that often but i do have one for fidelity like i said earlier so you can check out that video it's in the show notes so you can go check that out but anyway that's literally it it's pretty straightforward when it comes to investing it's not that complicated in all honesty it's very simple i know it feels very complicated when you first get started with it when you first start thinking about it but when you simplify it when you sit down go to that investor.gov calculator and figure out how much do i actually need in order for me to retire then you can figure out how much do i need to be putting away every single month in order to be retired at a certain date once you figure all of that stuff out everything just kind of gets mapped out and it's pretty simple and straightforward from there but anyway that's all i got for y'all in this video i hope y'all learned one maybe two things out of this entire thing and if you did leave a review for this podcast or leave a comment down below if you're watching this on youtube and give me them five stars five 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 stars five star review or any on the podcast listening platforms that you hear this on i want to hear what you guys' feedback are on if you have any questions at all 
free, free to reach me, reach out to me at ramblingmindshow at gmail.com. I am willing to answer questions and walk through things with anybody that needs any kind of help doing this stuff because I know it can feel complicated, it can feel overbearing, it can feel like a lot. So reach out to me, whether it's on IG, whether it's on Twitter, or whether it's just on um whether it's on email at ramblingmindshow at gmail.com also you can go to my website and you can reach out to me on there as well except except i'm gonna be honest i am very u.s based because this is where i live and so i may not be able to help anybody that's outside of the u.s because i don't know what those accounts are outside of the u.s i may be able to point you to somebody who may be outside of the u.s that can help but me i cannot help you i am sorry about that but anyway i'm gonna catch y'all up on the next one remember generosity is always greater than greed. God bless each and every single one of y'all, and I'm out. Peace.